Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance and Holly, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance and Holly. And we're back. Hello. You know, sometimes people say that uh, they hear me and my brother, we sound alike and such, and I don't hear it. I heard it a little bit right there. Which when, part? When I said Anne Holly. Anne Holly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, so now I get it. Before, like when people say we look alike, I'm like, we don't look alike at all. Every once in a while I'll see a photo. Oh, yeah, we, I, guess, I guess we look like brothers. Yeah, Facebook thinks you look alike. <laughs> yeah. So uh, welcome back, Working Interferences listeners. It's been uh, another minute since uh, since the last show. Uh, lots have changed. Lots of uh, events. Oh, just with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that's not insignificant. No. It's like within a day after. I was like, what? Within a day of the uh, recording, um, I had a, a, a mishap on my, my bike. You got a boo-boo. So I, I got a boo-boo. Um, a lot of people have been asking for details, and I've been... It's hard to type details with thumbs. Most of my communication is on a phone using thumbs. So complete sentences aren't usually used. So the short of the long story is it was a Sunday morning. Actually, I was doing uh, people with uh, that are known about BioClear. I was doing Dave Clark a favor because I'm part of one of his lectures. Uh, I am God's mistake. I have a tooth that uh, the morphology of it, it was, makes it very prone to fracture. And um, I did. And so he fixed it, and he wanted some follow-up. And our schedules just never worked out. So finally, he's like, Lance, I'll just come to your office. So Sunday morning, I'll come to your office. I'll take the photos and everything and, and uh, if, if you'll let me. So I went. I met him at my office on a Sunday morning. When I was all done, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I recently uh, acquired an electric bike. So those that have not uh, partaken, I highly encourage. They're very fun. Um but I've also proven can, they can be dangerous, too. Uh, Peter Parker once said, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Yeah. Isn't that how that goes? So um, Sunday morning, there's not a lot of traffic in the city I'm, we live in. The, the lights are timed. It's not always just waits. As a car drives over uh, the wait, the, and it triggers it to be a green light or a red light or anything. Well, on a Sunday morning, if it's a red light and there's nobody there, a lot of people don't pay attention to red lights. And so as I entered an intersection, turning left, there's a car. And the good news is I didn't hit the car. The bad news is things locked up and I went right into the light pole at 28 miles an hour. So um, that hurt. And so uh, so I was able to get, I, well, my phone was on my handlebars, but it was no longer on my handlebars. So I was going to call Holly to come save my ass, but I couldn't call. So I um, got back up on the bike, rode the rest of the, I still had about a mile to go, and I uh, got home and then asked if you would come help me find my phone. Yep. That's, that's it. it? That's, all I, that's all I get that's is yep. That's it. I mean, you just sold everything. So I spent the day trying to, well, when you tried to help me take my um, uh jacket off and that was a mess i realized okay after we find the phone we got to go to the hospital yeah then to so ER. 
Actually, we went to urgent care. Yeah, so we went to urgent care because I knew it was going to take forever to wait in the hospital. At least with urgent care, they would take the x-ray pretty quick. They did, but they didn't really do anything. And I think it would have been better to have gone to the hospital. I think they would have looked at more things. Yeah, instead of just one. Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of other things that are hurt, too. So uh, finally, I, I, and I knew I was going to have to have surgery. So I said, let's just get this done. I got time today. They're like, well, no, you got to see someone. So over the next few days, got an appointment. And then I had to wait uh, eight days before I could get surgery. So wished it could have been sooner so I could get healing and get that ball rolling. So it certainly puts a little cramp in my style. It's not uh, not how I wanted to spend my time, but it is what it is. So what's new to you, Holly? Just trying to hold it all together. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Shout out to Uncle Clint, Dr. Sherman, for stepping in and helping us at the office. Thank God for him. Yeah. Uh, impossible for me to do anything other than Wave to patients. Doing exams would be nothing more than looking. Like I, I can't lift my hand. To, I'm right-handed, and it was my right shoulder, so that's a uh, that's a big mess. So Clint's gonna. So the nice thing is, though, from like your elbow to your top of your hand, you can move now. Whereas before, it was just mm-hmm. excruciating. Well, before that, that was always able to move it, but it was the ribs and everything that made it hard to breathe and move. And so I've been getting better and better. By every day. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's going to be two weeks on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I just had my surgery, so that's what pisses me off, is I could be two weeks into recovery if they would have just rushed me into surgery and got it done. Yeah. So for those keeping score, it was a, a grade three AC tear, AC joint tear. So it wasn't a separation. Um, this was a full-on tear. And it, w- it is the kind of thing where you could have avoided surgery, I have a friend who messaged me saying he didn't do the surgery and wished that he did. So, um, shout out Andy Thompson. Yeah. Andy, uh, I guess is now deformed. He has a hump on his back. He basically is a humpback almost now his uh, shoulder protrudes a little weirdly, he says. So, and other people chimed in saying that they had surgery right away and, and felt a lot better after they were plated. I didn't get a plate. They had, they're doing this sling kind of a thing. It's kind of cool. They, drilling a hole right through the clavicle and then a hole through the glenoid process. And then they lasso that and cinch it. Yeah. So, so that it no longer is flexing. Yeah. So now it, uh, it brings the, um, the chromium process to the clavicle level with each other the way it was supposed to be and not full on, not even close to each other. So now I get to start rehab whenever I get to start doing that. So, but uh, before we start doing anything with Reddit, Reddit. we had uh, uh, something that you kind of did an experiment on not long ago. And uh, um, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the woman of distinction? Yeah, it it wasn't woman. It was. Yes, it was. It was distinctly a dentist. No, a distinguished woman of dentistry. But I mean, it wasn't, so back it up. What happened? So we got this fax and I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply for this. What what was the fax? It was to nominate somebody in your office for a woman in dentistry of distinction or something like that. I wish I brought the plaque home because I got a plaque too. 
And so I. So, okay. So the reason why I'm saying this is because what I'm reading here is it's America's best dentist. So oh. that that's not what you got? No. Okay. I thought you got the it plaque was, for it, America's best dentist. No, it was d- woman of distinction in okay. dentistry. Okay. So that does, that is gray enough of an area that's a little less egregious than I was thinking. Well, the funny thing is I just had to sign up. Mm-hmm. But then when I got the phone call from them as the follow-up, they were like, Oh, I didn't know they called. I thought oh, it was just yeah, all. No, 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 no. They called to tell me that um, I had been selected and that they had vetted me with other people that know me in the industry. Really? No, you fucking didn't. (laughs) You didn't do jack shit. Uh Uh-huh. And they're like, we'd like to put you in this book and we'd like to get, send you a plaque and we'd like to like, go ahead. I'm fine with that. And did you, they charge you for it? I don't think so. Okay. As I say, sometimes there there are things that they'll charge you for, or they'll, they'll do something for free, but then you can upgrade to a a cherry wood plaque. They did ask me about upgrading something. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I I almost said I'm doing this as a joke because uh-huh. I know for a fact you didn't contact anybody in regards to me. Right, right. And well, the re- one reason why. So the so stop. This is not the end of the conversation. I'm adding to it, but go ahead. So I got the the plaque, and then not even a week later, they called me to tell me that I had been chosen as a woman of dentistry and dis- distinction in dentistry. I'm like, you do know you already called me about that. And you already sent me a plaque. Oh, we did? Three times they called me. And I'm like, what are you doing? See, I think that might be three t- completely different entities that were, because there's, there's a lot of different companies out there doing the exact same game where they're trying to say, you're the who's who. Getting a book of who's but that's who. that's just proof that all of these things. So the reason I, what I was going to say, the non-dentist listeners that are just listening, if you are at a dental office and you see these plaques and awards and stuff, that doesn't necessarily mean they have plaques and awards of anything. It might just be that they've filled out, checked the box on something. And faxed it in, because that's exactly what I did. Or we have, a, there's a guy that lectures in dentistry and we'll see his stuff on online or in some magazines even, and it'll be him in, in front of a wall of all of his different plaques top dentist USA, top of his county, his state and all that. And they're all really nice and well placed. They're all symmetrical. And it's an entire wall of all of these things. They're worthless. So if, if you're a patient, it's really expensive. Yeah. Well, cause a lot of those, yeah, it's, it's a hundred dollars here, $200 there. $800 here, a thousand dollars there, $5,000. If you want that nice crystal one to put on your, your desk where it looks like a, a, a very distinguished award. Um, we already got yeah. the leg. Uh-huh. The flag, flag, what's it called? Fragile. Fragile. We got our we got our award right here uh-huh. for you. Yeah. But yeah, it was super weird. I was just like, this is so weird. They did charge me for it. They did charge me fifty bucks because I wanted to see what they were going to send me. Oh, okay. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, fifty so, bucks. That's a pretty good deal, though. I've seen them where it's been a lot more. So. Well, I at first told them no, I didn't want to buy anything. So I think that I dickered her down to fifty okay. bucks. All maybe. right. So the, those listening that are trying to get some plaques on your wall, uh, hold out a little bit, haggle a little bit. You could probably get a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take their first offer. Yeah. It's like Mexico. Because <laughs> I, think, I think I've seen them where it was like 180 bucks. So to get down to 50, that's pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, negotiating. But I was like, I, I, how many times did I tell you? I don't want it. I did this to prove that this yeah. is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. You guys are a bunch of, a bunch of shyster pieces of shit. So... 
But I can't believe how many dentists feel like that's a value. Yeah. And it's mind boggling to me how much of the population thinks that those are valid. I, yeah, I think, I mean, cause when I first, I'll admit when I first graduated and I was getting these things, I, the internet was somewhat new. And so I thought people found me and were impressed and, and like, I really, I, I, I bought into it. I thought, okay, someone thinks I'm, I'm the shit. I must've been nominated in one of my little lo- local society study clubs or something. And then now in looking back, I'm like, nope, I was just gullible. Yep. I didn't know shit. I'm a dumbass. So. But yeah, that's kind of one of those things where it's like, what the fuck? So should we display that uh, plaque? I am not displaying that anywhere. (laughs) That is so embarrassing. (laughs) I am so embarrassing. Uh, That was pretty funny. When you, when you unwrapped it and you showed, showed it to me and I was like, Eddie, I remember you starting the process and then it totally forgotten. So then when you unwrapped it and showed it to me, it, it was a weird, that was weird. I just, I'm like, what the fuck? And I think the biggest thing is I loved where she's like, and we vetted you. And I said, who, oh, who did you vet? And she's like, oh, I'm not part of that process. (laughs) Yeah. Because you didn't fucking talk to jack shit. Yeah. You're, you're a telemarketer. Mm-hmm. selling a load of goods. Basically, it's a trophy company that doesn't have enough trophies to sell, so they're trying to find different ways to yeah, make other basically, trophies. That's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. I, we, we know how to engrave, and we can put your name on this. Jess. <laughs> I'm like, now I have this, and I don't know what the fuck to do with it because I'm not putting it up anywhere. Okay. I can tell where to put it. Maybe I'll put it on our our house wall. I'll put it on our front. <laughs> Woman of distinction. Yeah. Runs this household. Pretty much that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was just, oh my God, how embarrassing. I don't know what to do with it now. Maybe I'll donate yeah. it. Someone can etch my name out and put their own name. <laughs> put a magic marker and just <laughs> write their name over it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, how's this? So um, Matt says, I think I get more annoyed with people older than me than younger. I just had a 72-year-old female in that we were supposed to do a crown on. She canceled a few times, and now that she's in need, now she's in need of a root canal. Decent abscess starting, so we go to start the root canal. Everything is going great until accessing the pulp. She starts jerking around. I give intrapulpal, working more. Then she jumps again. I pull the plug and and, and for that appointment, place Vitapex and Tempet and send her to the endodontist. She goes, "Well, wait. Why can't you just finish it? I don't mind." He's like, well, because we're still at the beginning for the process here, I still have another 30 plus minutes of working. Oh, I don't mind jerking around for 30 minutes. Well, I do. There's a big difference between jerking around and jerking off. So Uh, I I don't think she was offering that or planning. Well, I had she pissed around so long that she ended up needing endo. I would have sent her to the endodontist right off the bat. Right. One, because now it costs more. Right. Well, one of the, th- Matt's in an area where I don't know how close a specialist really is. Well, but that's her own fault. Right. I, I tend to punish people. So I, I get some flack for this sometimes. I tend to punish people if they don't follow the, the best advice. I mean, people have the right to choose and things, but if it's something where you know showed and you allowed things to get worse and worse when it finally happens, because I usually try to warn them, look, if you don't do it now, it's going to be a lot more expensive later. 
well, one way to make it more expensive is I'm not doing it because I'm cheaper than the specialist. Well, now the specialist is doing it. So I think Matt's just a much nicer guy than I am because he tried the root canal. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of like people who are so fearful that they're anxious and they, they need to be sedated, but then they don't want to pay the sedation fee. Right. That's... I don't give a shit. You're, you're sedated. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, and I'll give you free sedation, but it's now double the, the crown now costs twice as much. Either way, you're paying me for this extra amount of time that you're causing. And, and no, I'm not empathetic to the fearful. It is what it is. So use it, treat it. Kind of like we, um, some of the bigger cases, we used to give them the choice to be sedated, like a Chrome all on X case. Now it's, it's so traumatic, just the sound effects alone. I don't even want you to have memories of it. So it's not negotiable. You can't say, well, let's just not do sedation. No, you're doing sedation. We just have to figure out, is it going to be IV sedation, general anesthesia? I mean, or am I referring you out? Right. So, um, so I do believe in patient autonomy, but I do believe also that there's a price to pay by not, uh, taking uh, my advice. Well, and also why you gotta be everybody's dentist. Yeah, there it does seem to be a, a thing I've noticed out there. A lot of people are thinking everybody that comes through the door, they they need to they need to say yes. I, I I think there's a there's I think we've mentioned it before. There's the scarcity mentality and the abundance mentality. Um, I think the people in the me- major metropolitan cities um, think there's so much competition that they're gonna have to do whatever it takes to keep every patient that walks through the door. Man, I can only, maybe only two percent that I want to keep. Everybody else keep walking. Well, that's exactly the thing is I don't particularly like everyone. Let's be fair. You don't really like anyone. True. That's very factual. (laughs) Okay. Next, uh, next subject. This, I would curious to what you, what your thoughts are on this one. So Dawn in Michigan says, um, patient education materials. Years ago, we had that Casey system from shine. It was expensive and no one ever used it ever. Never. Now we have models, charts, flip books. I never see anyone using any of them. We also have an iPad that used to have an expensive patient education app on it. I bought that over a decade ago and no one ever used it. In fact, they didn't even know that we haven't had it for a decade until last night when someone was asking questions and a staffer wanted it. Now it's an emergency that we have this updated so they can use it. My office managers are all in my face about it as as soon as I got here this morning. I said, no one uses that shit ever. One time in 10 years is not motivating me to, again, invest in shit they don't and won't use. I showed them the Colgate website and said, maybe in 2033, when you want to use a visual aid again, that website will be updated. So what are your thoughts? I I actually chimed in on this one, but what what are your thoughts on uh, patient? Now, I know that there's a couple apps. You mentioned an app on a, uh, those can be very, very expensive. Some of those are like $10,000. So these aren't just cheap little $100 here, $100 there. Well, you know, it's really cheap. No. Doing a video and putting it on YouTube and sending the link to your patient. Okay. Most dentists are lazy. That's not going to happen. Okay, well, then pay the 10 bajillion dollars. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, we're big on patient education in our office. Very big. So I, I, I did, I'll get to that in a second then. So Deanna says, well, I have two educational videos, one model and with a crown and an implant for patients who don't get it and an intraoral camera. Nothing else has ever gotten used. Um, 
And then Don says, yeah, but all of a sudden that one staff person wanted it for one patient. So now we want it all back urgently. So I said, well, when we played vanilla, which would be general family dentistry, these things never got used because the Casey was had these different modules. There's prevention I and, and, and I thought I needed it. And, it. and back in the day when technology was worse, you know, we're doing dip x-rays. So, you know, you take, you have eight minutes to kill while you're trying to get uh, the films processed, play a video for them. These at least make use of your time. Now, most people, this is before cell phones. So people weren't playing on their phone and, and ignoring it. But they still weren't paying attention. So it, was, it really was a waste of time. Well, now that x-rays are digital and instant, you don't have all that time to kill. But what I was saying when we were doing general stuff, these just never got used. It was useless. But now that we're marketing for specific services like dental implants and Chrome Guide, all that kind of stuff, we use models a lot. Yeah. So do. patient education, depending on the setting, makes a ton of sense. But if it's just something generic... That you could, a simple Google search will satisfy. Like, what's a crown? Yeah, don't invest in something. Well, and I've always been a huge advocate of lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. Mm -hmm. You know, your staff being a lazy piece of shit mm -hmm. does not constitute you pulling out your pocketbook to spend thousands of dollars because they haven't given two shits about it. Right. That's that's Don's whole point was, yeah, I'm not doing that in, in, in another 10 years. Uh, if you ask me one more time, maybe, maybe I'll consider it. But one in a 10 year, yeah, it's well, not and worth it. Well, how stupid is a patient that they can't be verbally explained something? Right. I mean, I mean, really, do you want that patient? <laughs> if they're that dumb, do you really want them? They can't, Most, they can't Google. What's a crown? Yeah. She didn't say what the subject was, but if it's, it gets brought up enough, then, you know, you have some other visual aids. You don't have to invest in the Casey shit. I, I no, will. but I mean, you do a lot of YouTube videos. Send them Dr. Timmerman's fucking YouTube videos. <laughs> Look them up. They're free. They're on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I've got a few things cooking as well. So, yeah, I, I do believe patient education is good. I don't think it has to be the, nearly the cost. Because some of these packages, there were some really cool apps I saw a few years ago where someone comes in and you could develop a really cool treatment plan and you could plant all the different modules and, and either print them out or put it on CD. All that. What I found is nobody cares. Yeah, it's going to end up in the trash. So why are you spending all of your money for it to end up in the trash? So I think the way the salespeople with these modules systems, they they got a bunch of money to earn to make up for making these videos. And so they're super expensive, but and the the promise is you're selling these big cases. You know, big big cases kind of sell themselves. Well, unless you're trained to to sell the big cases, mm -hmm. even if you know how to do it, you need to be trained how to sell it. Right. And if your staff isn't trained how to sell it, it doesn't matter how many pamphlets you have. Well, that's, that's the the biggest thing is these are emotional purchases. People aren't buying it based on logic. You need to have some logic to some facts to kind of confirm what you're doing is of the right thing to do in, in things. But the big cases are not sold with pamphlets. Pamphlets are there just as, as a resource to, as they're leaving. Here, here's some more information. But yeah, if you don't know how to close a deal, um, patient education modules I, I've found not really worthwhile at all. So uh, there goes our sponsorship from Casey. They're not going to want to. That's probably okay. That's, I, think, I think I'll do okay. I think we'll be okay. So, um, 
So Donna, hopefully you didn't cave. Don seems like she's got a spine, so I don't think she caved. Let's hope not because Jesus, that's waste of money. Waste of money. All right. Here, here's another situation. Um, person says, okay, I'm on a roll today. Uh, I've done, I'm done at three and off until Tuesday. Now this was a couple weeks ago. You'll be able to tell in context. So everything is annoying me until I can get out of here. My 10 a.m. patient is a no-show. Staff calls. Well, I'm trying to reach my family in Florida. I'll be there in 20 to 30 minutes. No, no, you won't. I appreciate that you're concerned about your family. Appointment times aren't sliding. They're firm. They mean something. You don't show up whenever. So then this guy responds, how heartless of you. This guy can totally save his family from a hurricane 1,500 miles away if you just give him that 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So you can tell this was a couple weeks ago, right before the hurricane Ida, Ira, Um, which was bad. I don't want to discount that. But okay, you made a dental appointment and because of your concern for them, you missed it? Are they missing? The the, the families in Florida, you're in Michigan. You're nowhere near this person. But is the family missing and they're trying to locate it? It hadn't even happened yet. Oh. The the, the problem with um, this was I saved this from a moment. Okay. Things have gone since then have gotten, it was devastating. So, but this was before devastation. This was just, it was still windy at the time. Is he just trying to figure out, are you on your way to my house? Yeah, they just said, I'm trying to reach my family. I'll be there in 20. No, if you're already late. Are they in an evacuation center? Like, the, zone? The the family member they're concerned with? Yeah. I don't know. It, the, that, some, but even at that, what it, are you going to do in Michigan? The, exactly. That's the main point. You're in Michigan. You can be concerned on your phone in the dental office. That would have really irritated me, that phone call. What, that's been why like, I wanted your thought. <laughs> It's dawning on you how dumb this is as as the moments go on. Well, I just sit there. I'm just trying to figure out if I would ever really get that from any of our patients. I think they would all be too afraid. Yeah. I don't know that they'd be this honest with you because they would have known your reaction. I mean, they're they're already worried about telling me they have COVID or something because I'm like, do you really have COVID? Yeah. Or do you just not want to come to the dental office? Yeah. I hear you say that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're like, "What, what do you mean? I'm like, you know what? It's up to you. You can do whatever you want. There is a $75 charge. Well, even if I have COVID, you've already had COVID three times. You're fine. Right. (laughs) So Alan Mead jumps in and he goes, they think we're dumb. That patient has a cell phone for sure. Trying to reach your family does not require being at home. Or they could just call and just cancel. That might even be a good uh, enough excuse. This person is telegraphing that they weren't ever going to come in the first place. Yep. And then she responds, yeah, this thing has been going since yesterday. You don't have to be on the phone at your appointment time. Or leave your phone on ring. And if your family puts a specific ring on your family members, and if that phone rings while you're in the chair, Mm -hmm. I will pause for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Technology is great. We now can distinguish teleprompter, telecalls from family. Yeah. Because if you get a distinct tone or song or whatever you set it up for, Okay, we know there's a big deal. I, I keep dreading my own phone making noises for similar reasons. I left my phone on Do Not Disturb for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody tried to get uh-huh. a hold of me, you probably have a message sitting on my phone. <laughs> yeah, ever since we learned what the Do Not Disturb function was, that's been kind of 
Wait. It's really dreamy. <laughs> really dreamy. But then didn't one of the kids call us selfish? Wait, if I have an emergency. Well, don't have an emergency at 2 a.m. Well, that was our daughter who got <laughs> locked out of her apartment because she lost her purse. And she yeah. had to go find a friend and stay the night at their house because she couldn't get a hold of us to let her in because she knew that if she came to the house, you and I would be have earplugs in. Uh-huh. And we wouldn't hear her banging on the door. And uh-huh. her sister would hear her and her sister would let her in. Yeah. Odds are Bianca wouldn't let her in. So th- what was the point of coming all the way here? <laughs> <laughs> Do not have an emergency in the middle of the night if yeah. you need to get a hold of me. Yeah. When you, plan your emergencies better, okay? Yes, please, because I <laughs> value my sleep. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. In case you didn't know, sleep comes first. Yeah. Sleep comes I need first. all of the beauty rest I can get my hands on. <laughs> uh, here, here's another situation, and I think a lot of people can relate to it because of... so. This this dentist has been doing their own hygiene. Can't find a replacement hygienist. The hygienist quit, left, retired, or something. And so she goes, the biggest problem with doing my own hygiene for the last few months, the staff now expects me to do hygiene. Can we move Angela's last patient to your column so we can go home earlier? Uh, Ryan is here. Thought his appointment was tomorrow when it's, or today when it's tomorrow. He can't come tomorrow. Will you just do it? No. No, I will not. Ryan was screaming at my staff in the parking lot one day two years ago for taking someone else back when he was next. Doesn't understand about different providers. Also, I'm not a hygienist. I'm only doing the ones I have to. I'm not doing a favor for hygiene. What are your thoughts on dentists doing hygiene? And Well, it, it depends on what kind of practice you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, really and truly, I understand that there is a situation and some of these practices are 100% hygiene driven. Mm-hmm. These, you need to look at your staff though and say, your paycheck doesn't come from the hygiene column. It comes from my column. So get your shit together and fill my fucking column so there's not an empty spot in my column so you can have a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Because making $150 in a hygiene appointment is not the same as making $1,500 in a doctor's column. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, when payday comes rolling around, if all I've been doing is fucking hygiene, there's no money for you to take home. Right, right. I I look at some of the offices I've helped out with, and it appears to me most, the model for most dental practices is hygiene-driven. And I hate that. But it's not an option if your office is doing their fucking job and filling the doctor's side. Right, but it's a double-edged sword. If they're set up to be hygiene-driven, then that's where their restorative comes from, is from the hygiene column. Right, but you can also have your assistant doing the polishing, and you come in and just coronal scale. Right, and and most will agree that that's really subpar. It is. But it's my means to an end, but it shouldn't be an end. It shouldn't be your standard. Right. But if you're, I mean, you have to make a decision. Right. And so I think that's where they're at is they, they, they needed to at least get these people through and try to pull restorative from it and things like that. But I, I can't imagine that there's those offices where they've got like four or five hygienists at a time, you know, eight chairs going two for the doctor and the rest are all hygiene. Well, I see people Ugh. all the time on these forums. We need hygiene for all of these days. We're never going to be able to survive and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Well, that's, that's why I'm so glad that hygiene never really took off in my office. <laughs> well, it <laughs> probably would have. 
but we just... I had too high expectations for the first 10 years. When I finally decided to accept just the way things were, uh, no one wanted to work for me at that point. So... <laughs> Uh, well, and we also make it difficult because we're only three days a week. But now we only started that about eight years ago. So, um, it, it then that that makes it hard to no. Well, yes and no because a lot of hygienists now they don't want full time. They want two right. two days here, two days there because you can get paid more as a part timer with well, no benefits. Well, you can get paid more as a temp, right? Because you're not getting paid all these other benefits. So now if you if you temp a whole bunch, so it really in theory should be easier for us to get that. Because, but the problem is, I find so many hygienists are really just glorified assistants. They're oh, they are. They're they're not doing. They're not scaling. They're not diagnosing. They're 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 barely showing up to do their damn job. Mm -hmm. And unless you micromanage them, you, the job doesn't get done. Yeah, and most patients vote with their feet. They don't get very clean, and they can tell. And then and they just they go just somewhere else. Find someone else. So yeah. our practice is is new patient driven. So even if I don't have someone doing hygiene, we're still going to have people coming in because I mean, I mean we have our core patients that mm -hmm. keep hygiene full yeah I mean we, we still have hygiene I'm not saying I don't have hygiene but it, it, five years from now I don't see us having hygiene I don't want to have hygiene yeah I'm I'm trying to totally change the place so it's very focused hyper focused on just a few but I services. mean you're you do need to sit down and have a conversation with your staff saying I understand about needing to do hygiene but do you all understand where your paychecks come from? It's like having the, the money conversation with your kids. It's not a magic card of endless money when you go to the ATM. So you guys need to be bringing me some patients that actually have work to do so I can pay you. Yeah, I do think a lot of a lot of people see the big tickets, big checks come through. They may, Maybe they're doing... Uh, deposit and they see a $10,000 deposit from, from oh, Thursday. There was a $4,000 lab. Right. And rent most and staff has no idea of the overhead that we're dealing with. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think it was really interesting when Stephanie was working with us mm -hmm. and she got one of our lab bills from our main lab that does all in fours. Mm -hmm. She almost shit her pants. And I was like, yeah, this shit isn't free. It doesn't magically happen. People aren't giving it to us. To, mm -hmm. That is their business. $30,000 lab bill and, and then the implants alone is, you know, $5,000. Yeah. I'm like, you people are fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's, it is like having an office full of children that you've given a debit card to for them to pay for their expenses, their gas, whatever, mm -hmm. because they have fucking no idea where the money comes from. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of our kids had a checking account at 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And when they had to pay for their school stuff, they had to write a check and balance their checkbook. And yeah. so, you know, that's, it's, it's so foolish for these parents to, I mean, because all you're doing is creating this generation that think money is magic. Mm-hmm. And why can't I get cut? I work at McDonald's. I should make $50 an hour. It's cost of living increase. Dude, yeah. McDonald's is a beginner. You're supposed to be 15 working there. Yeah, you're not supposed There are certain jobs out there. You're not supposed to be able to live independently working Yeah, that. because it's supposed to be a 15-year-old doing that job. Right. Yeah. 
So don't take me down that rabbit yeah, hole. I saw the way we're going. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to veer it just a little bit, but it's still pretty much in the same vein. So Jennifer writes, I fucking loathe cleaning ladies. That's code for hygienists. hygienists. Um, they want it all. She had a period after each word. Okay. So I'm reading it as it was typed. Um, just had one that verbally accepted the position yesterday. Just call and say she thinks she needs more pay and is going to see what else is out there and then get back to me. She would be making 40% of her collections, which is already a crap business decision on my part with her hourly, but have us buy the fucking balls. I did the cleaning tea thing. It's bullshit. How are people affording this? So here's a hygienist who has negotiated with them a percentage, a base salary, an hourly, or a percentage, whichever's higher. Well, she's already given 40%. No matter who you are as a hygienist, you're not worth more than one third of of that. If you're a non-motivated hygienist and all you're doing is doing a $50 profi, Mm -hmm. you want to do a $50 profi in an hour and make 40% of that? Sure, I'll it should, pay be, if, it should be 30%. Whatever. But it's still not going to be. But I'm like, it feels like you're getting a deal. Yeah. <laughs> $35 hygienist. Yeah. <laughs> but. No, I, then she's making, that's 40% plus the, the $55 an hour. Oh. Whichever's higher. Gonna, oh, whichever is higher. Yeah. So she's already, Jennifer's losing on having hygiene. Well, yeah, I would just say, you know what, I think I'm just going to have an assistant do your job and then I'll go in and scale because it's basically the same, same results well, I'm going to get. This is where I, I'm to the point I am going to make this purchase. Uh, I, I warned you, but we talked about right. it, uh, where um, we're going to get the EMS, the, the Profi, it's not a Profi jet, it's this other glycine spray that can have a setting on it that has uh, piezotron and, and perio level to it. But it, the, the base part of it that's most important is the profi part. And so instead of having a profi cup, you're spraying this glycine spray that will power wash the teeth. If the patient perceives that their teeth are clean and I can have an assistant do it, and you know it's all coronal, so it's all super gingival, because an assistant can do anything super gingivally, then I'm, I'm much better off spending the $10,000 on this machine and having somebody at a fraction of a hygienist fee Right. And then when I go in there, even if I am doing my own scaling, we talked about earlier, uh, assistant polishes, I go scale during my exam. Even if I'm going in, there won't, won't be that much to scale. Right. This this should power wash it all off and should only take 10 minutes to do it. So now we're be able to be able to be efficient with all of this. So long as the patients feel like they're clean. Well, yeah. That they got their and, money's and worth. And they are clean. Mm-hmm. I don't want people ending up being perio because of poor care right. on our part. You know, mm-hmm. our job is our job ultimately. Yeah. It's, it's not a good feeling when you see someone and you're told, yeah, their periostatus has gone downhill and you look at an x-ray from six months ago and there's a piece of calculus on it. And then you go do your exam and the calculus is still there. They went downhill because of us, not because yeah. of their home care. Yeah. So that's, so. that's a, that's a bad day. Yeah. You just, I mean, you can't sacrifice quality of care. For convenience of care. Right. But I'd much rather overpay an assistant than overpay a hygienist. Correct. Because I can overpay an assistant and be, you know, $35 for an hour an hour for an assistant is way overpaying for an assistant. But in order to overpay for a hygienist, you're looking at 100 bucks an hour. Well, I'll go with well, the... Well, and you have a prima donna. Right. And, you know, that I, I do think 
hygienists are the ugliest people in dentistry and not just in how they look. They're just ugly human beings in general. They are. I mean, they are selfish. They want to act as if they're the owners of this place Uh without any risk. Right. And everything and these doctors have have allowed it because yeah, I blame for, my colleagues. Oh, 100 percent, because they have put way too much of their income based on their hygiene. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I it blew my mind. I had a person I knew in high school. She became a dental assistant, cross paths. She went to hygiene school and I was, happened to be looking for hygiene. So I interviewed her and she came in and she just kind of looked her, down her nose at me. And she says, look, I'm just here because, you know, I, I haven't seen you in a long time. I want to say hi and everything, but I would never work here. I'm like, oh, wow. She goes, I will only work in an office that has three chairs with two hygienists minimum to start with a dedicated assistant to do all of my x-rays and turn over my rooms for me. And, and she was just naming all this stuff. I'm like, you, he, the ink isn't even dry on your license yet. You haven't even, you're trying to find a job. So as soon as you're legally able to be a hygienist, you can be a hygienist. And you're already dictating a level of, of a practice model that very few. Right. Because where the they, fuck did you come up with this? Well, because they don't understand business mm-hmm. at all that they're ignorant. They're selfish. They're uh, oh, disgusting. Human beings are most high hygienists. I'm sorry. Show me one that's not. And I'll be like, wow, I've, we've met a few. Well, we, we've have like two. All right. I'm, I'm just saying they're, they're, they're unicorns. But the thing is, <laughs> I mean, when your job brings in the amount of money an hour that somebody is paying you, it's already a loss leader. Mm-hmm. And then when you come in and demand you have an assistant, mm-hmm. now the office is now in the red. Mm-hmm. So that's a bad business move, period. Yeah. So all you doctors that are doing that, you need to do the fucking math. All right. We need to go back to the business model in the 70s. Before Hygiene didn't exist before the 70s. Um, they made it a separate thing, so suddenly they had a, a separate license, and it's really just gone downhill ever since. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not a fan of hygiene-based uh, practices. So uh, I think that's probably the theme for this week's model or uh, uh, episode is... Uh, Don't be an ugly hygienist. Yeah. Or a selfish hygienist. Or an egotistical hygienist. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't be a hygienist. I guess that's where we're going. That's where we're going to go. I mean, I just, I think that, and it's the same with doctors with insurance. Doctors are this exact same way with hygienists that they are with insurance. Oh, I guess I just have to take this. No, you fucking don't. Yeah, yeah. The word is no. Yeah. The guys that keep saying, well, I have to sign on with the the insurance. That's everybody else takes the insurance. So I have to, too. Because the insurance is unethical, Mm -hmm. ugly abusive, mm-hmm. everything a hygienist is. There's very little difference between a hygienist and an insurance company. Mm-hmm. They both are there to fuck the doctor and not in the good way. Yeah. I wanted to talk to somebody about improving <laughs> that part. So, but yeah, so there you go. That's my little rant. All right then. Well, um, we should probably end on that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll never get a hygienist. <laughs> Not if they're a listener. I can no. guarantee that. Can well, guarantee prove that. me wrong. Stop being a fucking cunt. <laughs> and drink. <laughs> and drink. 
All right. Well, Holly, if a hygienist wanted to contact you about employment, <laughs> how would they find you? I have no idea. Okay. I'm not available. Not on Instagram anymore? You're in hiding? All right. Well, um, you can find me on all the social bullshits. Social bullshits. I'm on uh, Instagram as Dr. Timmerman DMD. Uh, the podcast is Winterferences. Um, Holly sometimes will be found on Instagram as uh, what Globetrotter Grub. Yes. Okay. So you can message her directly, uh, even anonymously. But we'll figure it out. So anyway, um, so after. Recording this, we're going to head out tonight, and we're going to go see a concert. So we are going to go see um, one, a couple of my favorite bands back in the '80s. Going old school. Going old school. It's a co-headlining group a show of uh, Pet Shop Boys and New Order. Did you know that every uh, every concert they change who's the headliner? No. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. So sometimes oh. Pet Shop Boys and New Order, and sometimes it's New Order and Pet Shop Boys. I was not aware of that. So I think that's kind of cool that they aren't so egotistical right. that they can't jo- do their share of the work. Okay. All right, then. Well, I figured since we're talking dentistry and this is New Order, what better song? And by the way, New Order's from Manchester. Uh, what better song than Regret? <laughs> <laughs> so for Holly Timmerman, this is Lance Timmerman. Peace. Bye.